Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's beer. It's all about the beer. The beers. Get the beers in. A little bit of a twist with this month's beer podcast, as uh, it's low to no alcohol. Now, I know what you're thinking. Might have put you off already, right there and then. But I think if you listen or watch along, you'll be pleasantly surprised as I think you'll find a few of us were as well. Speaking of listening or watching, if you're watching us on YouTube, do subscribe. It's uh, it's where all the cool kids hang out. And if you're listening, you can also subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, click that subscribe button. Let us know how much you love us. So here we go. This is CookieCast, The Pursuit of Hoppiness. This meeting is being recorded. Indeed, it is, my dear. Matthew, over to you. <laughs> uh, right, and, uh, good. Uh, well, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to The Pursuit of Hoppiness. I've got a slightly different one uh, this uh, month. We're going for a uh, low-slash-no-alcohol beer kind of thing. But before we get into that kind of business, we'll, uh, I'll introduce... Uh, the uh, the contributors, as it were, uh, we've got uh, Mr. Andy Cook. Hello, Mr. Stuart Woodmansey. Well, hello, and Mr. Paul Williams. Good evening, gentlemen. Right then. So, as I said, we're kind of focusing on um, no no or low ABV beers uh, this month. Um, but before we get into all that kind of business, uh, I thought we'd look at the record. What you know, start as we normally do it as our beers of the month, as it were. Uh, you know, we always get into these, and um, it's always quite interesting to see what different things people have been drinking. Uh, so, Mister Williams, what's your beer of the month? Doesn't have to be no alcohol. So. Um, for for fans of the podcast, um, they'll probably be able to guess the brewer of my beer of the month, as I don't think it's changed in the four podcasts that we've done. Um, mine is, I will find it, it is Analog Set by North Ruin. Mm. It is excellent. So I'll give you this, the style guide. A hazy IPA brewed with talus hops. Expect juicy orange zest, bright lime and creamy coconut flavours. I did indeed find all those things. Very, very nice. Excellent. Uh, Andy, you're... Uh, so, you're I've got two, but there's a reason for that. Um... On the last um, podcast, I'd opened um, I'd opened one right at the back end, and we were talking quite a lot about the uh, the smashed pale ale that was so far from being pale, 
It was <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, it was it was surprisingly nice. Um, I, I I've got a like a, a sample box, and there was uh, a couple of those in there, and there was also a citrus uh, one in there. Um, I might have a picture of it, which I'll find. Um, the citrus one was delightful. Um, I, I was saying to Paul at one point that um, I've been sort of looking for a, a a summer beer, something that you can really get into, like really refreshing on what's going to be, I imagine, some very warm days. Um, and that was absolutely hitting the spot. Typically, having ordered a sample box from them, they then sent me a lovely email that was like, hey, uh, bank holiday, innit? How about you order yourself 12 of X and we'll give you 12 free. It's like, ah, uh, that's not good. So I managed to sort of wiggle through the <clears throat> offer to be able to get it to do 12 of the pale and 12 of the citrus. So obviously 24... Uh, non-alcoholic beers turned up at my house and I've basically just been working through those uh, a lot this month and the pale the pale is really nice it, it I, I said on the last podcast that I, I kind of wanted to not like it and it just kept like pulling me back and the citrus is just it's just really refreshing um, I may have accidentally had another email from them saying uh bank holiday again in it and i'm like ah oh, crap so they should turn up at some point soon <laughs> this is how it, this is how it starts it's an addiction for having a full outside fridge with boxes around the outside um and it becomes the stash uh, if, if it ever gets to that point for andy though we can't do the abv is right because it'll just be None. 0.3. 0.5. You might be able to find like a 0.4 or something like that. Excellent. Okay, so um, myself and Mr. Moore had the pleasure of attending an actual brewery again um, within the last few days. Um, We paid a little visit up to the Palace of Arts exhibition park at uh, Wyland Brewery where they were hosting the Brewer's Table and right at the back end before the, the, this podcast was recorded cheekily snuck in my beer of the month which made this a lot easier for me um, because I didn't have to scroll too far back for the picture either um, so my beer of the month was a Secret Treaties by Unity Brewing so it was uh, Sour IPA Looks a little bit like that for the colour. And it, it took us a bit of working out um, at first because it had this kind of weird kind of like tiger bread smell to it. And we were like, and everybody knows if you've ever had tiger bread, it smells amazing, doesn't taste that great. This thing, unbelievable. Hang on a second. Yep, yeah, go on Paul. What's wrong with tiger bread? It's just, it smells like it's going to be the best bread ever, and then you eat it and you're like, oh, it was just bread. So, 
I know this isn't bread podcast, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna it's... go into it. There's a there's a loaf that Morrison's do, which is a salt and pepper, which is basically a tiger bread loaf, and it's the best bread I've ever I've ever eaten. That's because it's got salt and pepper in it. It's not made with real tigers. Anyway, I feel like we might I feel like we might be digressing slightly. So this um, is actually a sour double IPA. Uh, it was brewed in collaboration with another brewery called Make Make, and it was made with peach and pineapple puree, mosaic and Eldorado hops. But interestingly, also had a touch of almond in it. So besides the fact it smelled a bit like tiger bread, tasted like a sour IPA you got a real hit of like marzipan on the end of it it was like drinking a, like a sour fruit cake but not as heavy as that incredible absolutely incredible well it looked it looked like it was just like this is where if he's watching podcast along James Williams will be uh, will be saying it just looked like it just looks like it's blended up soleros well yeah but if you add blended up soleros with marzipan around the outside and alcohol, that would kind of be where they were going for the flavour, but it, it honestly... Look, like, it looked delicious. It, it I, looked really good. Admittedly, I have had very little Unity Brewing beer, but that has made me want to have a look for a few more, so really good. Well, we Because we had, we had two of theirs, didn't we? Um, we had that one and the second one, which I can't remember the name of, of course. Um, but they were both brilliant. Um, the second one was a. Uh, I'll stand there. <clears throat> Late night burritos, which was an American IPA. Yeah, that which was. That was that that was looked very similar to that one, but was just like a big juicy, um, big juicy uh, IPA. Um, I mean, it was a little darker and much later in the night. It was, it was, it was a nice beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I that that was I I put that one on my list. I'm going to list a three. Um, the second, the, the um, the, I've gone with it. I've gone with like a shout out to one of my favourite kind of beers. Um, I was talking to Stu about this a while back, and I, I should say that all all my month month beer beers of the month come with the asterisks of. Wylam's Jakehead's Jakehead's Supercharged IPA is the best beer in the world, and I'll fight anybody to the death over it. Therefore, everything comes with that asterisk next to it. Very close on that list comes uh, North's Triple Fruited Goes Golden Milk. Um, and when we went to Springwell the other week, I picked up a can of that, and uh, I was like, I was looking through the fridge, and I've had it. It's been a bad month. The stash has let me down this month. It's been a, a lot of kind of disappointing beers, not kind of promising what I was what I was hoping it would deliver, and just like not really kind of like big big flavors and stuff like that. And that one was just in the fridge, and I was like, yeah, there we go. That that, that that's what I've been looking for, and I've gone back to kind of you know old faithful. Um, so that's that's the beer of the month. Um, you know that Unity Brewing Company one was was outstanding. And then just the left-handed giant blender four that we had yep. while we were there, which was the beer before, and that was just a that was a sour, sour IPA as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Again, and that one just had that kind of. It was just yeah, it was just outstanding. To be fair, we drank 
13 beers on Saturday, I think I worked it out as. Yeah, but uh, not, not full pints, so, you know. Not full pints, no, 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 no. They were thirds, thirds and halves and that kind of thing. There you go. That's like the other Solero that you blended down and drank. Uh, exactly. <laughs> He's 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 ticking it again. He's he's ticking that unlike button because he's like it's just it's just fruit juice, just fruit <laughs> juice in glass. If uh, if if we have any kind of uh, Mr. Walker or Mr. Pickering listening along, they will be uttering the words "fruit based beverage for the lady." Right <laughs> <laughs> just try it. Just seriously try it. Really good. Really good. They're really good. Yeah. So that my, they're they're mine. The, the, you know, the, the golden milk, I just have to give it a shout out just because it's been probably the best beer I've drunk at home this month. Um, that kind of thing. Um, right, so uh, the next the next kind of thing that, that uh, we're doing, um, we're kind of going kind to of carry on, hopefully, uh, is the supermarket beer of the month. So what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and try um, a beer each month from a supermarket. It'll be one of the main four um, and what we'll do is um, we'll either test try it on on, on 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 the podcast or try it in advance and let you know what we think about it um, so this month uh, Mr Cook has kindly recommended um, the Beaver Town Laser Crush Alcohol Free IPA Um is 0.3%. I drank this last night and it it's really good. It's really, it really, really good. is, isn't it? It's, it's so nice. I was like, I was a bit skeptical because um, I'd had a couple of others beforehand and I was like, oh man. But this is, it's really, really good. You know, if, if someone, if someone would have poured it in a glass for me, and just handed it to me, I'd be like, this drinks like a three and a half, four percent IPA. You know, kind of just sit there, you probably you know, obviously with this with this one at 0.3%, yeah, you could probably drink it, you know, instead of a can of cook. Um give you a little buzz at the end of it if you've kind of had about ten, but you know, <laughs> maybe. Um but you know you could if so, someone could some Someone could literally give you these and you could drink it for an afternoon and you'd think, oh yeah, perhaps I'd like, you know, a decent a decent IPA. Um, I, I was really kind of um, impressed with the taste of it and the, you know, like, kind of like we talked, you know, the mouthfeel and the kind of thing. It made you feel like you were drinking an IPA as opposed to drinking, it is an IPA, but, but not. And out, you know, an alcoholic idea. I'm, I'm sat drinking that right now, and I'm, I am enjoying it much more than I thought I would when I poured it out of the can. Because when I poured it out of the can, I thought, mm, looks a bit pale, looks a bit thin. Because like, I like, I like the thick, like sticky beer. And um, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. I would, I would, in fact, go out of my way to have this again. And if, if. Uh, as much as was to draw draw the uh, straw of designated driver, this if they had this, fine, absolutely fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd second on that one. I think as well when Matt, when you come back to it like, with the mouthfeel of like, the the body on it's a lot, it's a lot 
it's a lot thicker than it looks. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot more. There's a lot more. I don't want to say chew, but I can't think of a better word. There's a, there's a lot more chew on it than it looks like. It looks like a pretty thin, sort of weak beer, but it's it's actually got a lot of body to it. It's really really good. Uh, I'd, I'd even go so far as to say it's possibly the best Beaver Town beer I've ever had. Steady. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a step step too far on that kind of thing. Get yourself a kind of double chin when that comes out, and then then let me know. Double chin. Yes, double IPA they do for the birthday every year. Is it Lupaloid as well? I mean, we don't want to turn this into a into a cast. And was it Bloody Hell as well? The orange blood orange. But yeah, Andy, you recommended this one. So, so <clears throat> I recommended this because this is hands down one of my favourites. If if I'm putting in a beer order, this will be in it every single time. It, it it's almost like like a, a staple for me. Um, there's always one in the fridge. Uh, it's always a you know when you open the fridge door and it's like do I want to try something new? Do I want to try something that? You know, I, I drink often, or do I want to try something that I know I'm gonna get what I want? So every time it's like, oh, I just want, I just want something solid. It's always that. So when it was a case of, oh, we need to start looking at uh, grabbing a supermarket beer, um, I'd possibly Paul had told me that Sainsbury's had started selling these, and I was like. Uh, that is that is the uh, the absolute gem right there. So I, I took myself down to Sainsbury's. I made a special trip to go to Sainsbury's to uh, to pick up some non-alcoholic beer. Um, it is something. It, it's something that while I was there, and I've been to uh, I've been to a couple of other supermarkets recently, um, and it is something that I wanted to bring up at some point. Um, in in the vein of the uh, of the ready to grumble, uh, I, I I I have I don't even know what it would be called. Hopping um, mad, hopping mad. My word, it's right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my hopping mad uh, for for this month. Am I getting a, an official thirty you seconds on this, the clock? You know all the format. Amazing. Words. Right, three, two, one, go. So, certain supermarkets are doing amazing jobs with the non-alcoholic stuff. They're 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 basically saying this is a thing, you know, like the, the craft beers are a thing, um, and the non-alcoholic stuff's starting to catch up quite quickly. So they've embraced it. Other supermarkets, it's like they're in the dark ages. You, you can't find anything, Asda. Yep, I was, I was, I was, I was gonna, just going to say that you were referring to the old green team with that last one, because... Uh, Asda are f- shockingly bad. Tesco's, I was in, because I, I, I started in Tesco's, um, like, picking, like, the odd bits and pieces up from Tesco's, um, and... I was in Tesco's yesterday and I was like, oh, I'll just have a little look, you know, come here, I'll just have a little look. And was surprised when I looked through their selection, I was like, it's not that great. 
Especially if you compare it somewhere like Sainsbury's. And apparently, and I'm yet to confirm this with my own eyes, but apparently Morrison's have a really good non-alcoholic offering. Like, I haven't looked closely at Morrison's. I've looked at it because the, 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 the low-alcohol kind of section in Tesco near to us is next to the craft beer kind of section kind of thing. And I'd kind of noticed it's a lot of... Yeah, it's it's a, a lot of generic um, kind of lager based um, companies as opposed to kind of thing. I don't know. They've, they've got the Brooklyn low alcohol one. I'm not quite sure what Bro- that one's like. Brooklyn is one of my favourites. That is just an absolute delight to drink. And I did look. And the other thing being is you can buy the the foot the box of four bottles, and the box of four bottles is usually four pounds. So it's an absolute bargain for four. Beers. Well, like so, if we go back to the, I, I, it is, it is a kind of, it's a really good crumble because you know it must, it must be annoying, kind of particularly when other supermarkets are doing a good job. For this, um, not to give them a free advertising, but you know, if they want to, if they want to kind of reward us in this way, one pound sixty Sainsbury's. I think that, and like I said, I would. Normally, I'm like if someone, if I'm not driving, if I'm driving, I'm not drinking, um, which you shouldn't be. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm like that's fine. I'll just have water or I'll have a coke or something like that. I would put in a request or you know say to somebody, please, you know, I'm not driving. Can you get me some of that? Or you know, like you said, if you're going out somewhere, you know, perhaps, you know, to a restaurant perhaps, which is like corkage or something like that, you can take your own drinks in, you know, as opposed to kind of not not having a beer, or as, as it were. Um, I, would, I, would, I would definitely have one of those. Yeah, it was one of those ones where I was kind of disappointed. I didn't have more than one. I kind of finished it. I was like, oh, I wish I'd perhaps kind of got two of those kind of thing. But it's kind of been the cynic in me. I was like, I don't want to fill my fridge with too many of those kind of thing. I've got <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you know. This, I'm, I'm surprised, Matt. Actually, I, I wondered what your review of that would be, having uh, your, your history with Striding Edge. But um, that's, for, that's another story for another time. I'll tell you what, it, it hands down is ten times better than Striding Edge. It's, it's way better than Striding Edge. But we won't have that argument on the podcast. <laughs> it will be a war that rages on for years. <laughs> Um, all right, then. right. So let's crack. So as as we said, it's the it's the low um, low alcohol zero ABV um, edition. What we're going to try and do is we're going to try and do these once every four months or so. Um, hope finding out different different non alcoholic breweries um, and giving them a test. Um, obviously, Andy will be. At the head of that, and we'll kind of follow the lead and try and try not to be. You know, it's it's kind of tasted without prejudice, but with a small amount of prejudice um, at the same time. Um, so what we've looked at. So what? So the first brewery that we're going to look at is we're going to look at, at Big Drop Brewing Company. Um, so they were established in October. Um, I've got which one? Uh, next one I've gone for. The uh, 
Paradiso Citra IPA. Uh, that's my next one anyway. I'm currently drinking the uh, Pine Trail Pale Ale. I thought I'd just, I'd just pop that. Inoffensive. If I, uh, if I just do this... Hey, oh, by the magic. <laughs> oh, look, I didn't know whether that was going to just be calm after calm after calm. Just coming no, across it's it. too warm. That's why I set, I set all of this up early doors. I was like, I need you to do me a favour. I need you to bring me beer. <laughs> I can't bring cans of beer upstairs. They'll get warm and I won't enjoy it. I have been saving this for this moment. Is that, a, can, is that a sour? I can only That's imagine it's going to be disgusting, but... <laughs> I have one of them in the fridge. Oh. For the, uh, for the non-YouTube people, get over there now. You can see the exact artwork on the can. It's going to be horrible, it's isn't a- it? It's going to be horrible, but let's find out. Let's find out right now, live. But for those for those of you who are who are, who are listening to the podcast, that is the Big Drop Brewing Company and Admonton um, collab. It's um, Racy Rider, I think, is it called? Rush Rider. Rush Rider, and it is a pastry sour. And if it if Andy gives it a glowing re- response, um, you will see me disappear very shortly and go and get mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's from so it's from the Nordic collab box that they that they did earlier this year. Uh, we're kind of hopping ahead a little bit, but um, but it, they worked with four companies um, in the Nordic area to produce four uh, four beers. Um, we've got a uh, an elderflower IPA. A uh, oh, juniper berry IPA, I think. A coconut stout, and the pastry sour. Now, have we t- tasted, sampled, sniffed, swilled around our mouth, and all those kind of wonderful things that Mister William, Mister Williams Senior, will uh, approve of? <laughs> it's sour. <laughs> <laughs> I had, a, I had, you know, when you have that little bit off the off the lip of the can before you have a have a proper, and I had, I was like, ooh, that is. Sad. I don't think the video is picking up the 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 color quite right. Part of me wants to say when I poured it, I thought it was going to be like a reddish color when it started pouring, and weirdly, I think if you look right at the bottom of the glass, it almost looks a different color, like at different places, it looks a different color. That is sour. It's I, I I had that Monday night I think, and it's it's great. It's really really good. It's got all it hits all the notes of a pastry sour. It has that kind of like that kind of pastry taste to it. The sour kind of thing it, to it. It's it really, really so I was just like I was convinced. I was like. There is absolutely no way when I crack that and drink it, I'm going to be tasting pastry. But I can absolutely taste pastry, and then it's yeah. just like it's just like somebody uppercuts you in the taste buds right at the right at the end of it. That is 
That's delightful. There is so much going on there. I am loving that. This this is this is where kind of slight confession time. This <laughs> me and Stu at um, at the uh, the brewers table thing on on uh, on Saturday. Uh, the brewers came round to kind of talk to us. And really really nice guy. Uh, we had another one of their beers later on, which was really really good. Uh, Black Lodge Brewing in Liverpool. The guy came up. Oh, what did you think of the brew the beer that we gave you? And we both kind of you know. After you've had a few beers, you kind of the honesty kind of uh, filter disappears, and you kind of like went, yeah. Kind of, it was nice, but it wasn't kind of like what we would I, normally I think, drink. I think, I think the the honesty filter definitely was lowered, but we were still diplomatic enough to say it was nice. It just wasn't our favourite of the five. Yes, it was because a kettle. We got a kettle, kettle sour. Was it, was it black, was blackberry one or something? Oh, it was a slow, slow berry, wasn't it? Like the slow mm, gin kind it. of things. They do a raspberry one. I'll try that one. I'm sure that will probably be better than this one. It just, I think the slow berry didn't really kind of come through. All right, back to Big Drop. Okay, so they were established in October 2016 by um, like lifelong mates. Um, one of the guys was a city lawyer. Um, and he'd just become a father and was kind of reducing the amount of drinking that he was doing and was but found that when he was drinking, there wasn't any beers, that like any low alcoholic beers that he wanted to drink because if we think, you know, it's kind of thing, that the, the, the grumble that you had there, Andy, was like perfectly legitimate, but compared to the kind of absolute ghost town of um, low ABV beers five years ago, um you know, it's kind of a, a cornucopia of it, as, as you would now, of, of beers. Um, so what he, what he, him and his friend decided to do is try and establish a brewery that produced good, naught to naught point five percent beers. Um, at the same time, not artificially removing alcohol, um, which I presume either means boiling the beer or something like that to kind of evaporate it, and take it out. So it is kind of the brewing process is a no alcohol or low alcohol brewing process. Um, Looking at it, it's really interesting. Um, They poached or the the brewer that used to be at Wild Beer Brewing Company um, came across to kind of help them out with their beers and he's the brewer there. Um, And I, I kind of started, you know, I always like to have a look at the awards that they've won and stuff like that you just got to go to the website kind of for low alcohol beers the list is extensive and it's worldwide um so and then and then when you go on the website as well they've got a uk store they've got a europe store they've got an american store they've got a canadian store so they're kind of branching out worldwide um and going kind of going from the beers that we've like that we've tried so far, I, you can kind of understand why. To be honest, it's uh, they got some really good tasting beers. Um, so kind of I'll have I researched this, and, uh, and then it kind of like kind of evolves into perhaps not being quite right. So I got the core range as being the Galactic Milk Stout. So. The uh, Pine Trail 
Pale Ale. This one. The Uptown Craft Lager. This one. Um, the Paradiso Citra IPA. This one. Um, the Wild Track American Pale Ale. And then they recently added the Poolside Double Dry Hopped IPA, which I would very much like to try. <laughs> um, that's a good one. But that was it. That's a good one. Mm. Sound, you know, anybody says double dry hopped IPA, I'm, I'm very much intrigued. Um, but uh, I also had the other night the double strike sour. Um, I was doing an order from one of the local breweries near to us. Perfect sour. It was, it was really, really good, really tasty. Um, so, but what I've just, what I saw that they kind of just announced on, on, the, on their website is. In Waitrose, they are they are releasing the Big Explorer pack, which have eight beers in there for twelve pounds. So, for those of you willing to kind of look at it, and it's got those ones in the Galactica, the Galactic Milk Stout, the Pine Trail Pale Ale, the Uptown Craft Lager, the Paradiso Citra IPA, the Poolside Double Dry Hopped IPA, the Double Strike Sour, the Woodcutter Brown Ale that I thought was a seasonal one. And a Kobermeyer Savisa. Mm. Uh, that looked quite light but cloudy. It looked quite interesting. Um, but yeah, so kind of we've, I suppose we've all, at this point, we've all kind of tried the Uptown Craft Lager. Have we all tried that one now? <laughs> Mine, mine's in the fridge for the, uh, once I've finished the, uh, the Paradiso. I've, Paradiso. The, the, the Lager was my first one tonight um so as as uh, as the recording kicked off that was the bit that was the beer of choice and i'm now on to the second of my big drop beers because i had the laser crush in between and of the of the two so far it wasn't my favorite but as regular listeners will know it was a lager so it's not exactly a shock <laughs> for me um but i drink it again it was. It wasn't. It wasn't bad enough that I was like, mm, no. It was. It was. It was all right. It wasn't so bad. So um, that's that's probably about as glowing as a review as a lag is ever going to get from my mouth. So <laughs> I think. I think when I said it, it tastes like a lager, and that's as much as I want to say about it, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely. Um, obviously, more interested in the uh, the next one, which I moved on to because that. That's the 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 one that I've got at the moment is the Pine Trail Pale Ale. Um, I'm very much enjoying that. It's quite nice. It's got like a a, a nice bitter kind of end mm. to it. I think it kind of tastes like a tastes a bit like an IPA, but has like a nice bitter end to it. Gonna have to um, gonna have to have a little look as well because when you were mentioning about the awards, I was holding up the bottle because um, it's got something on the side of it that says World Beer Awards World Best Style Winner. So, so that that'll lead us into links for links for other zero percent beers or kind of thing or if it's if it's just the kind of thing. Um. So then, well, I think one of these one of these we probably haven't been able to taste yet. Um, the the kind of collabs or the seasonal ones. So I'll kind of I'll build up to the last the kind of thing. So there's a 
Kodama, which is an IPL. Uh, now, I thought that was a cricket kind of thing. I've not had that one. Um, I don't know if that's like an, in, an in, you know, a Indian pale lager. Correct. I, I don't know what that one is. Um, the off-piste hazelnut porter. Ooh, that sounds that one good. sounds good. Field hopper golden ale. Whenever fields mentioned in things, I'm always worried it's going to be particularly flowery and it's been like sieved through potpourri and stuff like that, and you're kind of like oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always think it'll taste like hay. Yeah, field on it. It's when they, no, but when they say stuff like that, I always think they're going more saison style. Yeah. Saison's one of them for me, which is either absolutely nailed or terrible. I have not found like an average one yet. It seems to sit in either camp. Then. Um, but yeah, like remember, like Badger was it the Badger kind of brewing, like Badger brewing, and they did like loads of like hopping hair and stuff like that. And you're like, oh my god, it's just like, like when we went to the brewing day and the guy lets chew on pellets of. Uh, of uh, hops, yeah, it's not a good idea. Um, uh, the woodcutter brown ale, the double strike sour, um, that one's really good. Um, I quite like. Um, we'll come come back to that in a minute. Uh, the fireside, fireside, a pumpkin spiced pale ale. There we go, Andy's. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. I've, I've got one of them in the fridge. Like, <clears throat> when 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 uh, big drops concerned, right? Obviously, when we we knew this was coming up, so I I had to immediately order some, and it was a case of I want to try some new things like this amazing pastry sour. Um, but if I'm ordering like like with the like with if I order beer, there's always going to be a laser crush in there. If I'm ordering big drop, there's going to be certain ones that are always going to be in there. Um, like ones that I had like the first time I ever had a name was just like that's delicious uh, and that's one of them excellent I'll be able to try the, and then uh, Andy's kind of shown that well, I think he might have shown us this before the Kinzing Gatto Stout um, uh, and then the um, then I've got Good Things which is an Irish Stout I presume that's brought out around Kind of March time or something like that. There we go, yeah. Nice. So daft. And then the last two, uh, kind of, um, we've got the, they, they announced it the other day, um, and I'm a big fan of the clothing. I'm a big, we've mentioned their collab with North before um, for Paperboy, uh, but they're also doing a, a collab with Pariah. Um, cycling clothing called Tailwind IPA. There's no such thing as tailwind in cycling. There's either a headwind or you're going like the fastest cyclist ever. Um, just as a kind of little cycling side note there. Well, that'll be quite interesting to see because the Pariah Paperboy, it is Paperboy, isn't it? The yeah. Pariah one are always absolutely fantastic. So it'll be quite interesting to see what they do there. And then uh, the last kind of thing we talked talking about is the. Uh, the World Collab Series, uh, the Nordic version that they've done this year, um, and you've seen the, um, the the Rush Rider Pastry Sour, which I had that the other night. It's absolutely amazing. It was absolutely amazing. The Juniper IPA, it was a bit kind of weak for me. 
Same with the elderflower as well. And I haven't tried the coconut stout yet. Um, I'm intrigued by the coconut stout. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else? Anything else about the old big drop, folks? I, for, for me, this, this was one thing I was looking forward to about doing this podcast was that like predominantly in my past it's been very much well when, when I think when we first started down the old cra- like craft beer path it was very much a find a beer that I like and then find one that's going to blow my socks off and then we'll, go, we'll, we'll take it from there and, and for quite a while it did remain that way but then as you get kind of more into it it's it is nice to find the lower stuff that you can, you know, you can actually enjoy drinking. And and I, when the opportunity came up to do this with the the lower ABV stuff, I'm more than happy to 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 try it. And and so far, I'm impressed. So I'm I'm well I'm I'm very happy so far with the big drop. You might have uh, seen my face when uh, my glamorous assistant that's currently off camera. As we were talking about the the pastry sour, I uh, might have dropped a hint, and it, it has arrived. So I now have that next up on the agenda as well. So get it cracked. Excellent. And I was going to say, quite the um, the kind of the de- you know we kind of generally talk about the the kind of can designs or the bottle designs and stuff like that. The the designs pretty kind of simple. They kind of obviously have the drop kind of thing. What I do like is if you look on like the description on the sides, so they kind of give you an idea about it. But I always like the fact that they come up with their scale on the side. So mm. for the Paradiso Citra, it's Jungle Warfare or Tropical Paradise. Um, I can't think the uh, the sour, the Double Strike Sour, has got something like um, it was like a '90s dance reference on the side to it. Um, like acid house or something like that along uh, on the other side. So there's kind of they have a different kind of thing. I can't think of the lager one is um, dinner party or street party kind of side to things. I, I think it's kind of like got like different kind of thing. Um, pine trails, so endless tailbacks, forest track. It's kind of like you know, it's obviously all reference to the kind of to the to the type of beer it is and the kind of name that they've given it. I thought I was quite a clever touch kind of thing they kind of, and it's quite good how they kind of took, took, like taught you through like the different hops that they use and stuff like that I thought it was um, I thought it was pretty smart kind of thing um, I think they're moving possibly more to cans uh, which I think is the general kind of gist of a lot of breweries now they're all pretty much moving towards the can um, but then when you hear um Brewers, like we heard this week, like this weekend, saying it's about fifteen to seventeen thousand pounds to buy a canning machine, which is a massive outlay for 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 a lot of breweries. It's why I mean, yeah, and that's like the lower end of the scale as well. But then yeah. that's, I mean, that's that's where they get help, don't it? That's where you know, if they if they get the option to work with another brewery, sometimes they might share that kit. There's companies like them that can that um, have like the mobile unit that, that goes in and does it for, for small batch brewers and stuff so um, yeah be, I think for for the amount of time that they've um, 
been around. I think that you know they're, they're after. I mean, increasing their output for that thing for uh, Waitrose that you were saying, they must have they must have had a hand with that or had the investment for it because um, yeah. you just thought that that could essentially open quite a few doors. When you when you're starting to ship things around the world, and you kind of think like Europe. Europe was relatively easy to access. Uh, uh, that you know, that's quite a, you know, not an easy market to break into. But the American and the Canadian market is is really challenging. Um, you know, they're very kind of when you go when you go over there and drink in their breweries and stuff like that. They're really you know the tax on things are high. Obviously, with this being like lower or zero alcohol, I don't know how that changes it. But, you know, in Canada, it's like, to class yourself as a microbrew, you can't ship your beer outside of 50 miles from, from the brewery to then be, like, um, at the next level up in terms of a brewery. You can only ship it, like, 250 miles radius. You know, and in a country like Canada, small, small, distance, you know, a small kind of space to work in because fucking massive. Um, so the fact that they're getting in there and getting into kind of like you know places in the US and places in Canada to make it a viable business must mean that they're doing something really really right and really well um, I will, so I yeah will, I will say one more thing for them as well in the sense that like you say about reading the side of the bottles if anybody is particularly interested in still having a beer but are maybe on a bit of a health kick obviously the low alcohol thing you might be thinking well that's an obvious choice one thing that didn't really occur to me was the fact that all of these beers come like by comparison um to like a, a, a you know a regular or higher abv are very very low calories so if anybody's on a kind of calorie count at the moment the the, the massive can of uh, sour that andy is smashed in more or less and that i'm about to that whole can 27 calories yeah i just saw that the smaller the smaller bottles were only something like 60 which for a beer is is, is pretty pretty good mm-hmm. uh, it, it, yeah it's like that yeah they're all yeah 61 calories for that one 20 25 on the old beaver town one well it's making me feel less and less guilty about drinking all this beer so I'm uh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Loads of beer, no headaches. <laughs> hey Ryan, any anything else with the, about Big Drop at all? I think the one thing I would just say with them is the obviously the standard, like we said at the start, has got a lot better. And I think it is like like you said, Matt, what it's the, the, because they're not brewing it as normal beer, and then removing the alcohol, which will probably massively affect the taste and the flavour and the sort of the composition and things like that. If you're actually brewing it without the hope of it ever becoming alcoholic in the first place, that's going to massively affect the flavour profile and the actual sort of state of the beer. And I think that's that's obviously like a massive sort of plus point that, that breweries are able to get to at this point if, they, if they're sort of looking for that as a business model and so that. It's a lot better that they're able to do that rather than have to sort of brew as usual and remove afterwards. So it's definitely going to affect the flavour. I think, you know, you think, like, you know, obviously the guy that's the brewer there is a really talented guy to get the flavour 
because you know you speak to every you know you speak to all the other kind of um, you speak to all you know you speak to all the brewers and kind of what's the the, the thing that we were at, were at um, on Saturday you know it's talking about or you know to get the alcohol into it and you know that'll help the flavor profile and obviously you know if you raise it up it'll help with this that and the other you know they're producing decent beers that are you know perfectly drinkable and you know I say I'm not cynical I'm kind of apprehensive about kind of you know well, what's a, what's a non-alcoholic gonna be gonna taste like and not because not because I'm just being a snob about it or kind of thing because I've drank some terrible zero alcohol beers oh uh, yeah know? I was thinking about that earlier um I was trying to think about ones that I've drunk where I've been like that's awful and and like you say there are enough of them out there there are you know I, I've had two or three that I can name which I won't um, that I've I've had difficulty getting through them it's like why would you sell that uh, and how have you managed to sell that did nobody try it before you sold it and I don't want to say bigger named companies but I imagine everybody would recognise the names if I said them so well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to name names. Um, uh, the, I before I really got into kind of craft ale, I quite liked Adnams. Um, they're kind of probably a more real ale based kind of beer brewery, um, but they kind of they, their kind of flagship beer was called Ghost Ship, and it was quite a tasty real ale, perfectly fine. They then decided to produce a zero alcohol. Um, uh, version of it and it was a ghost ship it was a ghost ship of flavour it had that beer did not taste anything like the original beer you know now fair enough I don't drink the original beer anymore but the the, the zero alcohol I don't know what they've done in the process of it but it was like oh yeah we've taken out the alcohol yeah but you've taken out any modicum of flavour that was there with it so what you know what these guys are doing with these with, with these beers are you know producing kind of you know, really tasty kind of drinks. Um, yeah, the, the, you know, I would say the, the lager the lagers are lager. If if you like drinking lagers and you, you want a probably tastier lager, it you know it's kind of one of those things where I'm like you know yeah, I'm being a bit of a bit of a twat about it, saying oh yeah it tastes like a lager because it tastes like a lager. You know, it's not my choice of beer, but you know, if you like, you know, you can take, you can get a zero alcohol lager. It doesn't taste like that beer, whereas that does taste like a beer if you like that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many more breweries start to kind of make an effort, um, because it's a shame that you know, it's good. It's good to have breweries like this, and you know, some of the other breweries that we'll look at, but. You know, why why are why are the bigger not the bigger name breweries or something like that trying trying to do it? And I know it's gonna be a lot of kind of you know, trial and error and stuff, but you know, you you kind of you're missing a market that you could probably really kinda of hack into if you do a good job with it. I think it it's it's interesting because obviously we mentioned the like the supermarket stuff before and, and um certainly a couple of them are definitely more on the uptake at the moment, but like pre-lockdown, I I wouldn't have said there was any 
or you, you might get a pack, a four pack of like a, a, a Bex Blue or something like that. But like lockdown must have uh, obviously it had a big, a big uh, impact on people like in their, their spending habits in terms of buying direct from the breweries and stuff. And since things are starting to you know change again, notice that that just not just the non-alcoholic stuff, but there's certainly more people like. You know, Tiny Rebel now seemingly have like a, a deal with Sainsbury's and um, Magic Rock have got a, a deal with Asda, even though I can't find it in my local Asda, so sort that shit out, please. Um, and, but like the non-alcoholic uh, like breweries, like breweries have obviously then sort of you know had seemingly had the same benefit, which is good to see. It's yeah. not just it's not just you know like you like you say the the, the bigger names if you like from the craft scene because I would hazard a guess that either some people listening to this some people that are walking into Waitrose will have never have heard of them but I just I hope that they're willing to take a chance on them because uh, I've I'm I say I'm impressed definitely I'll you know I'll I'll probably go and pick up some of the pick up that pack because yeah. like, when I saw it, I was like, "All right, yeah, eight, you know, eight beers for twelve quid." Yeah. Yes, please. And like I said, I've already said, you know, Beaver Town kind of don't don't need my money as much as other breweries need need my money because you know they've got that honey money, um, or the bud, bud money or whatever. Um, but you know, God, I'm definitely getting some of those in. Just yeah, just for like, yeah, just in case. If nothing else, it's a school night beer for sure. So. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Alright then. Are we ready? We'll move on. We're ready to move on. We're moving on to the game that everybody's been waiting for. Desperately we're trying to win. Guess the ABV or Matthew's ABV is right. It's kinda of getting to the point now it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a kind of thing where I mean, the stash is not in a bad way. It's just a lot of the beers you, you Paul and Stuart probably had already. So it kind of makes it a bit more of a challenge to kind of um, keep them on their toes. So we'll see. We'll see how they do. I might just have to go and dig around like on the internet and stuff like that. I'll, you know, walk, walk into my little local uh, bottle shop and just start writing the details down just to kind of keep you on your toes. I, I feel like me and Paul are getting too much credit there because I, I'm surprised that you think that we'll actually remember. That's <laughs> a good point. And the, the problem is I think at the moment I've got a lot of North and a lot of York through York in there so I was like, you've definitely drank them. So. And the names are distinctive enough for you to remember. Right then. First first beer Apple's virtual background. Cattle loudly on mute. Wow. Now that really is one for James if he's around. I was I was going to say, did people want to try and guess the uh, the uh, the brewery with that one? Oh, well, they're, if they're naming names, it's somebody who's not afraid to do it. Apple's virtual background. Apple's apply. Oh, sorry, applies virtual background. It would help if I read my own writing. Applies virtual background. Cattle loudly on mute. Um. 
man, what was the name? I think this is from a brewery from the box that you supplied me with this weekend. And I can't remember the name of the brewery without going to get the can. And obviously can't do that right now. Is it the is it the brewery that had the tea like the the, the can can out that was like the old Channel Four test card? Nope. No. Oh well, that was that was my guess. <laughs> I realise that's very very specific and niche to people who haven't actually seen that, but I have no you don't idea. Have to name the brewery. You can just go for the uh, ABV and and beer type. Um. Well, the name implies that you should probably drink it whilst you're supposed to be working from home. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe maybe somewhere around five and a half IPA, I'm saying. Five and a half IPA, yeah. Paul? So, I also think it's an IPA. Um... I'll go 4.9. Okay. As has been as has been a, a theme of things in the past, Stu absolutely just took ev- every bit of my guess from me. Um, so part of me is, part of me is like I, I'm going to be stubborn and stick to my guns and go with uh, with the same. But now I'm like, uh, so I'll, I'll be that guy. Uh, still an IPA, but uh, 5.4. <laughs> well, I thought you might. I thought you might have guessed the brewery due to the incredibly kind of long and kind of wanky name. Is it Cloudwater? Cloud it's Cloudwater, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a double IPA, and it's eight percent. That one goes to stew by the point one of a percent. <laughs> a big, big thanks to Andy for going point one lower rather than point one higher. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, uppercase. Oh man, I recognise this, but uh, I don't think I've had it. I recognise the name though. Um, uppercase. What does that imply? That that imply uppercase implies big. Implies, or could it be the other way around? In the sense of, it's the beginning of the sentence. So do you start low and work your way up? I'm not. I'm not sure. Tell you something. I thought I, thought I overthought stuff on like certain podcasts and. You just take this to the next level, man. <laughs> well, <To win. laughs> I mean, I could, I could just play it safe and just go IPA five point five again and see what Andy does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say it is a. I'm gonna say pale ale then, just to be different. I'm gonna say uh, four point eight. Okay. I'm going to go slightly different. I'm going to go double dry hopped pale. And I'm going to go 6.2%. Okay. 
I, I still think it's an IPA. I, I think it's still IPA. Uh, I'm going flat, a flat five. Flat five. Flat five. It is. Another cloud water one. In, con in collab with Trillium. It is a double IPA. And it's nine percent. I'm just gonna pour myself another tasty beverage. We've got to be, we've got to be going lower then next. Oh, he's gone for the stout. That's one on the left. Right then, next one. Damn dead blueberry. Damn dead blueberry. Gotta be a sour. Jumping straight in. Okay. I'm dead blueberry, yeah. I'll go sour. Four point nine. Okay. I'm gonna swing slightly different, and I'm gonna say it's a on the on the theme of this, not the sour, but the pastry element. I'm going pa pastry stout, perhaps around about six. Okay. I'm going. Just stout, just a just a standard stout. Uh, Six point five. Point five. Mister Williams virtually smashes it out of the park. There it is. A, it's from Wild Weather Brewing. Uh, it's a blueberry lactose sour. Four point two percent. Is that one each? Are we all on one each now? I'm up two. Yeah, it's worth a try. <laughs> right then, next one to bunker thirteen. To bunker thirteen, wherever that is. So we've gone back to cloud water then. It's not a cloud water. Water. <laughs> Do you want our first crack on this one, Andy? Uh, I'm going porter seven percent. having a sup of his drink there to guide his thoughts which will be somewhat clearer than usual at this point of the podcast <laughs> surprisingly enough yeah Bunker 13 I'm going to go bold I'm going to go triple IPA beefy 9.2% Okay, I wouldn't class that as a beefy triple IPA, but you know. <laughs> well, did he say it was called two two bunker thirteen? Two bunker thirteen, as in going to. So it, that to me implies like nuclear something. So I was also the recording going to has stopped. Triple IPA. That's interesting. Have to have a short break there. <laughs> that, that's, does that stop the recording there? Yeah. Apparently. 
Can it can it restart or will it be will it wipe the record? I don't know, let me This meeting is being recorded. Yes, my dear. And after a brief interlude there, uh, we're coming back to the, the most kind of the, at the business end of uh, Matthew's ABV is right. So, uh, we're up, we're I, was, I, I think I was giving my prediction for what the two bunker 13 was. Yes. And Paul had already pissed in my cornflakes by taking the triple IPA off me, which was going to be it. But I will take your 9.2% and raise you to 11%. Excellent. So, it is in fact a sour IPA from Full Circle Brewing Company. Uh, kind of one of the, the brewery in Newcastle, that is. And it's 6.2%. 6.2%. Yeah, so I think I don't know where that one goes. Does Paul speak that one? He had nine percent. What did Andy have? Andy was going. He went a stout, but yeah, I think Andy got that one there. So that's uh, two for Paul, one for Andy, one for Stu. Last one. Got loose. Yes. <laughs> Purgatory in Paradise. Purgatory in Paradise. Uh, I'd be tempted to say Tropical IPA on the Paradise theme. And... I will go in at 7.2. Okay. Pastry Sour, 8%. <laughs> it's my new favourite thing. The sour. I love it. <laughs> my new favourite thing ever. It's just the best. Pastry Sours are the best. I was going to say, I love, you know, whenever I see, whenever I see it like a, other pastry styles, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going into the basket as I, as I go around the shop. <laughs> uh, I'll close us out then with a guess at a stout. Purgatory in Paradise. Seven and a half percent. Okay then. It is. A Strata Rye IPA uh, from Wylam, who seem to be doing a lot of these kind of hop-specific kind of IPAs at the moment. I presume after listening to the brewer talk, I think they just got really, really bored with just like eight of them in the brewery for like the past kind of year or so. Uh, and it's a 4.7% on that one. Uh, so, yeah. Excellent. Right. Any other business? 
or any other beerness, as we, uh, as we like to say. No. Um, I'm all good. I'm, 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 I'm a happy man with a very, very full fridge, so uh, it bodes well for, for next time out. Fingers crossed. See, the, a full fridge does not make, does not guarantee good month make. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> all Chinese proverbs say. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> a full stash does not, <laughs> does not guarantee good month make. Um, yeah, I think, like, just um, just then, we were just talking there, Andy. I have had the uh, the sour, uh, not the sour, the stout. It's really, really good. Uh, it's it 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 tastes like a stout. Yep. It's just you know, there's no kind of like beating about, and a good stout as well. Not not like not a, not a rubbishy stout. Um, so. Um, you know, I've I've enjoyed I've, I've enjoyed all the beers apart from the only one I haven't had so far is the the coconut stout the coconut stout from the uh, the Nordic kind of thing. Right, so we'll we'll wind up there. So thank you for joining me, gents, for a uh, a, a low to zero alcohol beverage drink. Uh, thank you for those of you who are listening. Get out and try some of these beers because. I think, like, you know, if, I, if I'm honest, I kind of came in with a... I, I went with an open mind, but kind of a slightly cynical mind to it. Um, but, yeah, get out there. Um, like, subscribe uh, to the podcast on the YouTube, on, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And get out there and try some of these beers. And, you know, if you've got any other recommendations that you want to make to us for either, you know, good supermarket beers... Uh, good low alcoholic beers, just any good beers, any good any any breweries that you'd like us to talk about. We've got loads, but you know, if anyone wants to throw one in there that we can investigate, that's more than more than happy to do. Particularly, kind of after investigating Big Drop. But yeah, right. And thank you very much. And as well, on the on the note of other other uh, places to investigate, even if he, even if you think it's obscure, even if you think that we won't have heard of it. Why not? We'll give we'll give it a go. Oh yeah, we're not. You know, it, it, we're 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 open to new breweries. You know, I think that's the kind of you know the thing that we you know we we don't we don't claim to know everything about all the beers. You know, we want to know about more beers. Yeah. All right then. Well, thank you very much, gents. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. The recording. So there you go. What do you think of that? Technical difficulties aside, not a bad podcast. Did cater to my needs, and uh, so you know, I'm gonna love it. Aren't I? If you loved it too, show your love by subscribing. Whether it's uh, watching along on YouTube or listening along SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever. If you've got a suggestion for a brewery for us to check out, give us a shout. If you've got a brewery and you want to invite us down, give us a load of free drinks, really, uh, you know, cement that relationship with the podcast, we're open to suggestions. So, you know, drop us a line. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. <laughs>